You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. You are listening to the Internet's only college football podcast. If you wanted another one, that's too bad. Doctors say you don't need another one. Who are you? Spencer Hall. Uh, bon vivant at bannersociety.com, college football's only website. It's crazy. One podcast. One website. But that's all you need. Bannersociety.com. Some other shit for this here operation. It's very Chinese government of you. The people have spoken, and the mandate of heaven is that you only need one college football podcast and one college football website. You're welcome. Moving on. We got a little bit of a podcast business here. Yeah, do we know any business people? Hmm. Business people? I don't know. Holly? We're going to do a little business here? Sing. Podcast business. Podcast business. What's that business? Podcast business. It's a business of the podcast. Yeah. Have you noticed that when you sing podcast business, you clap on the one and three? Well, I'm going like, I'm going, I'm going. Yes, you did. No. This has got the Dillinger escape plan clap going. <laughs> clapping on the, on the, clapping on prime numbers. I'm telling you, you were a little off. Clapping on the, the, the sevens and elevens. Speaking of a little off, let's talk about our much beloved uh, Ballyhooed, much longed for by us and no one else live show at South by Southwest. Or rather, let's not, because it is no more. Uh, we, we made South by Southwest's collective ass quit. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we are bummed about that. A uh, few of you have messaged us, us messaged us uh, to say how sorry you are, and you hope that we are uh, that we are not out in any financial straits at this point. We are not. I did receive the bulk order of novelty snakes at my home the day they canceled the show. Something tells me we will find another use for those. But no, thank you to everybody who reached out. Uh, we are fine. We are staying put. Uh, if you would like to reach out to someone, uh, go out and have a drink in Austin and leave a big tip for your bartender and a big tip for your parking valet and uh, a big tip for your hotel maid if you're going if you're going down uh, to Texas anyway because those folks depend on South by Southwest for a huge chunk of their annual income. Uh, we do not need your blessed help at this moment, but they do. Yeah, on the, on the subject of financial straits, fortunately we have none, so we're good. Yeah, we're in digital media. Yeah. So money's not real. Yeah. Listen, you know the situation down there is bad when I say us bloggers are fine. We're the Pac-12 of media presences. So, for instance, Ollie, ask me what our conference's financial plan is. The moon. The moon. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. What's our conference's financial plan? China on the moon. Oh, we're back. Okay. That's right. Why do you make less money than Conference USA per household? Counterpoint, the moon. Have mm. you ever watched UCLA volleyball on the moon? I would. I would too, actually. UCLA volleyball is incredible. Yeah. Also, do you know how far that ball would go? Yeah. That'd be astonishing. Yeah. We have another piece of business to discuss. Yeah. What's that, um, Jason? Well, Spencer, I noticed one error in your intro. Uh, mm -hmm. as, as I'm going to don my fact checker hat. Uh, you said this was the world's only college football podcast. In fact, we have received an upgrade. This is the world's only Boston Celtics podcast. Yeah. That's and right. because of that, we are changing the pronunciation back to the correct. This is a Boston Celtics podcast. Thank you very much. Because in the 2020 USA Today for the Win podcast bracket, the shutdown full cast defeated the number one seed Bill Simmons podcast, trounced, demolished in the opening round, moved on, and as of press time, currently defeating the Ringer NBA podcast. I don't, I don't know how many more of these there are. They probably only have like three podcasts, right? Surely. We're, no, no, we're coming for all of them. We're coming for the... How many could they possibly have? We're coming for the, the one about the movie that's on TNT. Uh -huh. We're coming for the one that's about the other movie on TNT. Okay. Right? We're coming for, for all seven of their NBA podcasts. Mm -hmm. We're coming for the one that's about like people who are friends of theirs. Listen, I know that you're talking about another podcast network right now. I'm almost positive, but I'm going to need you to stop talking shit about movies that only appear on TNT because those are my primary form of entertainment. I mean, true, true. But I understand that there's something to be enjoyed quietly. And, and No, and it's not true. Hey, internet speaking of which, Spencer has never seen Real Steel. Please at him at EDSBS or email him at Spencer at BannerSociety.com and explain to him why he needs to watch Real Steel with me and stop being a giant baby. Nobody nobody needs to convince me to watch Real Steel. It's why haven't you done it? It's got Hugh Jackman. Honestly, I've been waiting to watch it with my kids. And like, we never quite sync up at the same time. Because they'll love Look, it. Your kids are terrible to watch a movie with. Awful. The worst. Children have no understanding. Why would you want to share this with them? Because it has a robot that punches people. It's a movie about fathers and sons. You can't watch it with your kids. That's... That's why you watch it with your kids. Did so you can... learn nothing from Guardians of the Galaxy 2? 
No, I didn't. I'm just going to do it again. All right. That's it. Cool. Shut down. Well, send us more podcasts to defeat yeah. on any number of subjects. Line uh, them up. We're like Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble, one after the other. We're kind of just standing around being boring right now because we defeat people too quickly. Sorry. Am I the only one shaking in my shoes, in my blog clogs, uh, at the specter of Dan Carlin looming across this bracket? Listen, you know what? it would be an honor to be buried beneath 72 hours on you know, the, the Spanish Civil War. Jason, can I convince you to cut a promo right now in your Dan Carlin voice? <clears throat> Just got to warm up. You got to find the timber. He's got to sink down. When I think about how quickly the shutdown full cast is advancing through the, through the tournament, it calls to mind how quickly Mike Tyson would advance through the boxing ring. Just punching people in the throat. They called it a ring, but it's been a square. <laughs> For some time, <laughs> I, I, this is what I want. I want to get no, into. Can't, you can't talk unless you're doing Dan Carlin voice. We're doing a bit. Of course, right. on the other side of the bracket, the other eight seed to advance was um, my uh, spiritual spiritual podfather, Dan Carlin, uh, demolished This American Life. I don't know who would like line up to vote for This American Life. Like this, this American Hive, if you were hearing this, I- I'm calling your ass out too. Like, no, like, they're pa- no, they're passive aggressive. They'll be like, "No, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine." And then they'll do a podcast about my friend who I thought liked my podcast but didn't—an <laughs> upper middle class story of struggle. Like, what is the podcast with the least passionate hive? Is there one like? like um, it- you'll hear an ad for it shortly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which. I don't know which podcast. It just seems like a pretty safe bet. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, that that is a candidate. This American Life's got to be out there because if you accused them of something or cri- critiqued them, do you know what they would say? For a moment, I thought, maybe it's true. Can I ride really hard for one specific This American Life episode? Just one. Okay. Just one. And there's now a podcast, an entire podcast series of this same name. Please do not be confused. Uh, this episode of This American Life is, I don't know, it's like 10 years old at this point. It's called Fiasco. And it's about, it, it's, it's really something that I think a lot of our listeners and especially the host can relate to because it is about the way people behave when things go more wrong than they have ever gone in their lives. And the first segment, it, it tells the story of a, a bunch of different fiascos with all different stakes. And, but the very first one is a story about a community theater production of Peter Pan that goes off the rails from the very first, uh, from, you know, like from the moment the curtain raises and ends with, I think, the guy playing Captain Hook while he was flying. Uh, the rigging breaks and he falls onto the stage and breaks both ankles in view of the entire audience. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew that would get you. I knew a child breaking both legs in front of all of his friends and neighbors would get you on board with this. But uh, if you're able, if it's on their website, I refuse to check. Please go look up the old This American Life episode of Fiasco. Um, it, is, it, it is truly, it, it's a full cast disaster episode. Uh, in its proto-sludge form, and I love every awful second of it. You know what an actor on stage is essentially? A mascot, right? 
it's it's yeah. you, you go to see a play, you're just looking at a bunch of mascots interacting with each other. Which I we think we use the word careening often enough, evening, but that's right? just what we've done. Yeah. Captain Hook is kind of a There's mascot. a costumed alligator uh in mm-hmm. Peter Pan. Captain Hook is kind of a mascot for child killers. Right? And Hook, he doesn't he's hood hook. We we really need Ryan to talk about Hook. Yeah. That movie fucking sucks. That movie's kind of terrifying. I love like, Hook. It's trash, is what it is. It's horrible. Fuck that this movie. is. Uh, I'm gonna. Cons- I'm gonna believe Jason's opinion on this, not because I agree with him, but because uh, you're on a streak, son. You're on a streak, and this is why I'm trusting you to take us all the way to mascot disasters, which is the topic of tonight's show. I mascot just like, my 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 credibility on the subject of Hook is I've seen it in the last. Uh, five years actually they were watching it yesterday like yeah <laughs> so okay i forgot what happens in the third segment of the this american life episode because i really only ever listened to the peter pan version uh to the peter pan segment the second segment is about a medieval village and the time they tried to pour boiling oil on marauding visigoths and it went wrong <laughs> uh, that is I don't know how so I forgot did, about the other stories in this episode. Did it not get on the Visigoths? Anyway, um, but the third one is the one I wanted to get to because of the accents. Did you guys know that before Kyrtak became a thing on NPR, there was a Wisconsin show? Uh, uh, there was a different Wisconsin show uh, called, I think, About Cars. And this led to a bitter public radio like inter-public radio car show brawl that went to uh that went to the state ended up like the state legislature got involved car wars car, car wars yes car wars anyway sorry please, please continue i won't talk about npr anymore for the rest of the year i can pretty easily guarantee i would like to share by the way my mascot disaster are you ready this what? is just to intro us to the concept <laughs> anyway, today's disasters. show is about mascot disasters. This is part of it's part of a, a slap together uh, mascot week at our website, manishesartsociety.zoon, uh, where we have some blogs about mascots. Um, I did one a, a big uh, infographic data viz presentation on every college nickname, all 1,875. Uh, my child did one, ranking every FBS mascot by degree of dogness. No, really, she did. Vince is working on one about dogs. Uh, Alex has one coming about old-timey sailor hat mascots. we got some more coming. (laughs) We will will cover this topic, and then we will recover it, and then we will triple-ply it. We will cover exactly the stupidest things about this topic. That's our solemn vow. Yeah. Spencer, it's disaster time. Okay, so I went to the University of Florida at the time. The mascot was... uh, a slightly plusher version of a what is now a slightly slimmed down Albert the Alligator. All right, uh, Albert has a little blue sweater on because who doesn't want to wear one of those when you're already wearing a plush outfit in 95 degree heat and 80% humidity? And he has a little ball cap on. My freshman year at Florida, the Albert was um, aggressive. <laughs> he was an aggressive. Had to be pulled away from opposing fans a couple of times. Did he bite was, people? Um, a little reckless. Um, he would bite people, but it's a plush mouth, right? So, yeah. like, it doesn't really dig in quite like I think he wanted it to. <clears throat> and this being the 1990s, 
was fond of stage diving and being carried by crowds, aka crowd surfing. He started one day during a game that started at noon and was ah, about 95 with about, you know, 60% humidity and started at the top of Florida Field and went up like, yeah, we're going to do this. Like, I think he said that in the suit, right? Like, <laughs> like he didn't really understand that you're supposed to be mute. This is the one time when mascots are allowed to talk when they're yeah. about, about to do something sick. <laughs> yeah, it was. He yeah, was like, dude, this is for energy drugs. Yeah, like, <laughs> extra. <laughs> so he got to the top of the stadium in the student section. and was like, woo, crowd surf me. And they, the students pushed him up and they started carrying him down. And when he was facing down, Initially, his head was in the, he was like luging, right? Like feet facing downhill, head facing uphill. This was fine. Then about third of the way down, which took quite a while, so he was probably already flagging inside the suit, right? For being in a stressed position and being carried by a bunch of drunk people who honestly weren't totally strong enough to hold up this. I think he was pretty, like, heavy. He was kind of a heavier dude in the, the plush suit. Anyway, they started to rotate him so that the head gradually started to come down from the 12, past the 3, and to the 6. And then you could hear him inside going, <laughs> which everyone, everyone interpreted as, Woo! Yeah! And he began to feel the blood rush into his head. And about halfway down, he was out because... It took a very long time. It was very hot. All the blood rushed to his head, and he passed out. So that when he reached the bottom, uh, and they expected him to rebound, catch the wall, right, stand up and go, woo, go Gators! Oh, I'm sorry. Go Gators! Uh, he, he instead flopped like a corpse into the shrubs. <laughs> they just dumped the limp Gator onto the field? They thought he was going to stand, so they kind of like, like kind of put him on his feet, right? And put it's a fucking fish market onto a t- like table. So they weekend at Bernie's, Tim, right? They just sort of <laughs> flopped him over. This is better than where I thought this was or thought this was going when you said, you know, Florida in the 90s. I'm thinking instead of sending him down, they send him up and just throw him off the edge. <laughs> How he goes. I'm Albert the Alligator and this is Jackass. <laughs> uh, were, were either of you ever ever mascots yourselves? No. No, I was pretty. No. Band guys. So I was a, uh, I was uh, like the pawn to a mascot. That's worse. Yeah, you were the accompaniment. Yes. I um I was a turkey for a Thanksgiving thing. Wow. Uh, Wait, like a turkey trot or a parade or? It, it was like it was associated with public. So I don't know exactly what the event was, but they were like, would you <gasps> would you rather work? Would you rather stock shelves for the day, or would you wear, rather wear a turkey suit? And I'm like, fucking duh. You know, but Jason. Then it's, it's like, wow, I really wish I had just stocked shelves because those suits suck. Those suits are hot as hell. Like it was like a 65 degree day, you know, and I'm still taking breaks every, it felt like five minutes. Well, it felt like hours, but it was actually five minutes. I don't know how it's possible to wear that shit in 98 degrees, man. Jason, did you, did, did you work alongside costumed little grooms that day? No, I was solo. I was, I was, I was, the, I was oh the my whole God. Show. I, I was I was the main attraction the whole deal. I came up with like a cool cartoon walk. Um, I uh, 
they're like my coworkers thought it'd be very funny to try to attack me. Um, cause like, you know, I mean, that is funny. Cause like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I'm, I'm there like for the kids, what I'm going to do fight back, but like turkeys are mean as shit. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'll fight back. I'm in character, bro. You know, I don't, I don't want to attack you, yeah. it a turkey, but like I'm, I'm inhabiting the character of a turkey. So that's on you, you know, should have been our national bird, but I'll let Ben Franklin answer that on his podcast. He, he would have a podcast too. He fucking would. Turkey should have been our national bird though. The turkeys are the blue tick hound to the Eagles bulldog. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Just my opinion. Sorry. Sorry think, for being controversial. I think bulldogs are cooler than Eagles. Like as, as Ben, Ben pointed out, Eagles are, Eagles are just glorified vultures. Mm. At least a bulldog will. No, they don't really kill anything, but yeah, no, they've given up on all utility. That's the greatest thing about a bulldog. They can occasionally use a water treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> like an eagle, like if, if bulldogs could fly, you'd have to like leave out eagle food for it. <laughs> a flying bulldog is one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. <laughs> like it, what if it was like a dirigible? This is like our idea of uh, Ben Affleck Batman flying, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, did any of us actually see that movie? Did it turn out like that? Uh, I did. I. It's a DC movie, so you'd have to ask uh, Thirty Eight Godfrey about that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, he would. He would basically, if you've ever seen a a bumblebee kind of like drunkenly stumble <laughs> around, right, and like bounce off the ground before taking off, that if the bulldog would look like that the whole time. Also, bulldog walking is the bumblebee flying. Like scientists are like, we don't know how. We don't know. It's it's physically impossible. You get, you get, you get fucking like Kurt Cameron comes on the, the the Trinity Broadcast Network and he's like, scientists are baffled, you know, by how bullcat bulldogs are able to walk. This proves evolution is Is that what that stands for? God's hands are carrying bulldogs as they walk. And you're like, don't pay attention to what happens after like they've been alive for four years, you know, but like the four years that they're alive, that proves God is real. So checkmate atheists. Where where you saw one set of footprints and a long trench in the sand, that is where I dragged my bulldog (laughs) back to our beach house on St. Simon's. You know, bulldogs are well past utility and know it because if you put them in a pool, they don't even really swim. They're like, I'm buoyant. Well, no <laughs> Wait, effort. do bulldogs float? Bulldogs, they float pretty well. That's kind of that's kind of what they do even on the ground. Yeah. Also, okay, I kind of want to see this now. You know, when you when you greet a dog. Does it like, does it just roll over and go legs up though? <laughs> it kind of, I mean, I think it probably like, would. Does it remain upright or does it roll onto its back automatically in no, the water it, like a donut that's done fried? It remains upright and there is some paw movement, but even then they have no ambition. They're like, man, might go over here in two it's, hours. It's more of an obligation swim. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the boss is looking, you know, gotta, gotta look like I'm trying. When you greet a bulldog, it's not like greeting other dogs who go, I am protecting my master and investigating you. Or, hello, friend, how are you? When you greet a bulldog, it's like, just rolls on its back and is like, I don't know, dude. (laughs) It got weird. Pet my belly. All bulldog movements are like, listen, I'm just just here so I don't get fined, right? (laughs) Uh, Now I want a bulldog named Marshawn Lunch. I'm, I'm just giving you like, I'm just checking a box, buddy. No. Marshawn Lunch. Yeah, this is this is the, the the gist of the episode. By the way, is uh, is it is part of mascot week, and the fun part about writing about dog mascots is that you get to actually kind of write about the dogs because dogs are just cool, you know. Put that on my tombstone. It's great profundity. Dogs are cool, but uh, mascot wise, we're really overstocked on bulldogs and huskies. 
Yes. Oh God. Well, not not so much huskies. Definitely bulldogs. Over you said we've got too many bulldog. You said we've got too many bulldogs. Hmm. Oh, wait ten minutes. Yeah. Give it time. <laughs> this was uh, part of our our data viz. Out of the uh, only, uh, I'd have to look at the exact numbers. Only ten percent of college mascots are dogs. Of mm-hmm. those, forty one percent are bulldogs. That is ridiculous. That's unacceptable. There are wolves. Name your team the wolves. Yeah, this is also when we talk about mascots and you go, oh, well, dogs. And then wolves. Are wolves pets? Remember, they were. Had, Any animal that's inside your house is a pet. This country wolves had quite, are pets. That's how we got here. This country had quite an issue with deciding what was or wasn't a pet for like 200 years. Definitely not now, though, said the Florida resident. Not now. And that's why I want a domesticated bear. That would be an amazing mascot, too, is the domesticated bear, because... It wouldn't be enthusiastic oh, about anything. Just be like, oh, I just need a chair. Well, like a fat, nice bear? Yeah, a fat, nice bear. This is the way of all This is the way of all mascots, by the way. Like Wofford, they're the terriers, right? Originally, the Wofford terrier was a pit bull. But then, like, over time, they were like, eh, let's make it a Boston terrier. Let's, <laughs> let's make this something less fearsome. Uh, NC State. Did, did this coincide with them dropping from the top of Division One to FCS? Like, yes, I, th- I think it did. They back. were like... <laughs> Yeah, and Wofford still, like, I know that there's a professional mascot industry where people will uh, have a family that takes care of it, and they get some university stipend to provide for the dog, right? There are these, like, well-developed partnerships in terms of who takes care of the dog, or in Reveille's case, right? Like, it's part of the Aggie cult that Reveille is, you know, part of the institution, and in fact has some legislative powers at Texas A&M, right? She's technically an admiral. She barked three times. That means more fracking. The um, Aggie Navy. <laughs> yeah, the Aggie. <laughs> That's why they Sail wear north. white. They're sailors. That's why they wear white. Um, they're ah. very confused sailors. <laughs> Landlocked things make sense now. We got fish and kayaks, boys. But the, the ocean of oil. W- Wofford, Wofford uh, just is, I think, still still looking for a new Boston Terrier. They're just like, hey, do you have one? Can you come to some games? Can you bring one? And I'm like, that's how it started. Mm. At NC State, somebody was like, hey, do you have a wolf? Somebody's like, oh, I got a wolf. <laughs> good, people, good people of uh, Central and Western North Carolina, do you have a wolf? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me call Wayne. Dude, this I'm is... amazed that Virginia Tech only ended up with a turkey as its mascot if this is how things go. Yeah, like Virginia Tech has a, a, a live saber-toothed cat. <laughs> Probably. Why aren't there more the Pumas? Tech Willie Mammoth. <laughs> this Do is, we have uh, a single Puma in college football? No, which is insane. What a tragedy. Someone needs to get on that. It's, yeah, that like billions and billions of bulldogs, nary a Puma, ridiculous. But uh, my alma mater, Kansas State, we had a live owl mascot, and then mm-hmm. the owner just said, nope, it's mine now, took it back. And so now we no longer have a live owl mascot. <laughs> See? Respect. And, and now yeah. they have to go, and they have to go to Kennesaw and say, just, does anyone have an owl? And Big Boy says, I have several. Big Boy yeah. has an owl, yeah. Yeah, next time he's up, he can, we'll have, a, have an owl for three or four hours, and then he'll go back. Have we mentioned the wonder that is Big Boy's owl Instagram? I haven't seen the owl on there in a while, but I know he still has one. He's got so, two. Yeah. He's got two? Yeah, it's definitely multiple owls, or at least he's got, a, he's got more than one. I know one of them is named Hootie. Hootie is the one who always makes noise. Yeah. So he has an owl and they'll, you'll see him inside Stankonia Studios on, if you follow Big Boy on Instagram and follow his stories, you will see film of 
Hootie, like it live in the studio, along with friend of the pod, George Foster. Sometimes you'll see Big Faust himself, like in the studio with Outcast. The thing I like about Hootie is that he always looks, he looks, you know, when there's a baby and you have a baby and at first it's just kind of like looking around. And then after the baby gets a little bit older, it starts to make eye contact. Like it's looking at you and not just towards you. Yeah. This owl is very engaged. Like it's not just sitting in there, but you get the distinct impression from this film that the owl is like taking it all in, you know, really contributing to the mix down and Yeah, more hi hat. Yeah. More hi hat. Yeah. This is all looking around like, what's up, man? We hooting? The most recent owl pick is Hootie in an AT Aliens hat. <laughs> Thank you, Hootie, for your service. <laughs> he looks mad as hell about it too. At, at owls are all <laughs> that's that's the brand. So we are going to go through the list of mascot disasters as submitted uh both uh we i have one we have some listeners who have sent in quality uh i would say this high school grade mascot stories are the best by far because the quality of suit i want you in your minds as you hear these stories translate the word mascot suit to shitty mascot suit. <laughs> these are undoubtedly even, all shitty mascot suits even the expensive mascots uh can be terrifying in their in their unskinned form. Yeah. A longtime reader and, and probably our oldest listener, Kanu, I think worked at Western Kentucky's uh, sports marketing department way back when. And he talked about being the first one in the office and walking in and flipping up the lights and Big Red's carapace was folded into a large Tupperware container with just the eyes kind of flopped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would run for the hills and never return. Yeah, Big Red? No. Also, Big Red, remember, subject of an Italian copyright infringement suit, meaning Big Red is the only college football mascot to have appeared in an Italian court. Also meaning Big Red is on the lamb. You want to start us off, Spencer? Um, I would like to because it gets to a story that I want to tell before I forget it. Uh, It is related. I'm going to start from uh, Joey Kinney at jkinney1987. Not sure if it qualifies as a disaster per se, but one of my older fraternity brothers from back in the 90s would occasionally run around the house wearing nothing but the (laughs) Willie the Wildcat head. (sighs) Not sure it qualifies. I want to say that usually when people say this probably doesn't qualify as a disaster, those people are right. Uh, Joey, you're wrong. So this is disastrous. This is funny to me for two reasons because the only like C and D letter I've gotten over the use of a mascot image has been over Willie the Wildcat from Kansas State's legal department. I would like to remind everybody that Willie the Wildcat is one of the laziest damn (laughs) mascot constructions ever. It's just a head and then a guy wearing a Kansas State, like wearing half of a Kansas State football uniform. Don't just skip off that. Talk about the cease and desist letter because then we can talk about what those people did to John Boyce when he made fun of their mascot. Yes. So I I was making fun of them and they told us to to stop because Willie the Wildcat was a piece of intellectual property, which property perhaps. Intellectual (laughs) property. I don't know. Y'all hired Ron Prince. Might have forfeited any right to use that term. The, it's like a quarter piece of IP, man. Yeah. The most bitter vitriol I've ever seen directed towards any college football person online ever was after John Boyce pointed out that if you turned Kansas State, uh, the Kansas State mascot silhouette on its side, it looked like a bird ventriloquist. Mm-hmm. 
it does. It does. Try this at home. People were furious. It was like he had let the American flag drag on the ground. Don't you know the Kansas State mascot code? I'm pretty like, sure this the, is John's only controversy. Yeah, that's it. That and the Indianapolis mayonnaise people. Yeah, but yeah. he likes that. Like, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes hearing from people who take Willie the Wildcat seriously. This yeah. is also funny to me for a second reason. It is because I know from multiple sources that Michigan State's mascot's head, Sparty's head. Oh, no. Has been worn during sex. No. Somebody has had sex with Sparty's head on. And I want you to imagine that expression in that particular moment on Sparty's face as all of this unwound. Yeah. Somebody's worn that. All right. That's upsetting, but better that than wearing Sparty's abs during sex. The wild part is the other person was wearing Brutus the Buckeye's head. <laughs> Sack time. <laughs> I guess that is a sack time of a different sort. The worst one would be the hokey head if it was. <laughs> oh, ah! this uh, is poisonous. Go. You got to go Stanford tree there. <laughs> Where would stuff even come like this? Stanford tree's nuts are poisonous in a different sense. Yeah, that is that is my opening to mascot disasters, an excuse to get to imagine Sparty. Just dude buck naked, getting it on with a lady wearing the mascot head. Yep, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Holly, you got one? Well, sure I do. This story is from Sean Rosales, who currently works at a, uh, a sports network of some, some renown. Uh, you might have heard of it. And Sean has a story of famous person plus mascot interaction. In 2009, I was the mascot for Hank Aaron's 75th birthday party in Mobile. So in Mobile in 2009, this would have been what costume? I will investigate. You continue the story. I will investigate. After my mascot duties were done, I went to change. I was removing my costume when my underwear got caught and fell down. In walks Hank Aaron and his entire family. I covered up. He laughed and left. He only said one thing to me. Son, don't worry. I've seen plenty of men naked. How many more different kinds of hero can Hank Aaron be? <laughs> like, my God. Ain't bothering me, son. <laughs> I won't even remember this. Yeah. <laughs> That is true, man. Baseball players, if you want to talk about athletes who have seen the most man-ass, right? Baseball players are up there. 162 games a year, every mm. single night. Just look at And those games are long, right? Yep. Yeah, you're, you're memorizing every every divot and dimple and freckle and yeah. So this would have been the this would have been the Mobile Bay Bears costume in 2009, which does that look like a Bucky's critter to you? It does. It has wide, shocked eyes, as if his underwear had been caught on something and pulled down. <laughs> I, hope so you, in, in, I hope you stand there, Willie the Wildcat style, wearing nothing but the. Shock. <laughs> With apologies to Sean and his lovely wife, I am imagining a naked man wearing a Bucky's head right now. <laughs> With Hank Aaron just standing around. That's called. That's called going being Bucky naked. <laughs> the. 
and the coup de grace is them all just laughing and leaving, which reminds me of nothing so much as the, uh, the time we were talking about dudes getting beat up by their own dads. Yeah. And my buddy who took a swing on his ex-military dad and the dad just shaking his head and walking oh, away. It's crushing. Because <laughs> you're like, are they laughing because of the humor of, of an innately human situation that we must all encounter once? Or are they laughing because they saw me naked? Definitely that in itself not. itself is funny. So here are two of a genre. This was the most common um, sort of overall theme we received uh, from at Slambera on Twitter. I worked at HEB in high school and was forced to be HE Buddy. There's a mascot. Mm-hmm. I haven't personally seen it. I don't think. Is it a bull? I would guess. It is. Te- it is Texas. It's not a butt. Uh, HE Buddy in the summer because my manager hated my dad. <laughs> H.E. Buddy is an anthropomorphic grocery sack. Oh my goodness, that is... Okay. That is capacious. It smelled terrible and was hot as hell, but I didn't speak, pass out, cry, or faint the entire time, even though I was nut-punched by hyper-children no less than ten times. It also has a cowlick. Uh, Additionally, from at Vandy Import on Twitter, I was the Piggly Wiggly Pig in 1988 at age 16. It was a mm. chance to get out of working in the produce cooler, wrapping 24 cases of lettuce individually, all caps, every day. It was also 95 degrees and 70% humidity in North Alabama. There might have been fainting. Lots and now, lots of the podcast readership uh, have worn mascot suits, and there is a high degree of fainting, vomiting, uh, lots of complaints about the smells. These, uh, these, these mascot suits were all made in the 70s. None of them have ever been cleaned. We've all been through some shit, man. Sometimes, I'm, literally. I'm extremely proud to note that we had multiple, as in more than two, uh, respondents who had to be the Piggly Wiggly Pig in years past. I'm going to read my favorite one right here from reader Urn. Uh, Not like a Grecian Urn, it's different. In 1999, I was the Piggly Wiggly Pig in a Christmas parade. I got paid $100 in 1999? Yeah, that's like... $5,000 $5,000 in just retiring money. Okay, so there's a bonus. I got paid $100 and made several kids cry when I took the head off at the end of the parade while I was still in front of people. That's, that's, the, the, that's the reverse Willy the Wildcat. That's the, revenge for all the kids who nut-punched the HE buddy. Does the Piggly Wiggly mascot's outfit have a like an ashtray built somewhere into the, <laughs> to the mascot? I'm guessing their overalls and like the pouch, they just sort of can pull it out like a kangaroo and you yeah. can keep anything in there. You can just ash it. Or is there. he is he holding one in his curly tail? You just, <laughs> you just, you just spit your lip right in them. It's a magical sack, and you know, every time you reach in it, you can pull out a Mountain Dew Code Red. Uh, <laughs> this is a sensible plan. For 65 cents, yeah. Um, I am going to uh, another short and sweet one from at Lund PV. Peter Lund won my high school rivalry game <laughs> by drawing a technical foul for getting punched by an opposing player. I love it. Drawing Did he mention what he was wearing? Take the charge. <laughs> Basic basketball. Set your feet. <laughs> Set your punch, feet the, paint. punch the mascot. <laughs> Draw that. Pu- that's a heel move. That's a good heel move, right? Oh, the ref is looking. I didn't do a thing, Mr. Ref. It was all him. I could just see. That's the best part is this guy's worked for all the whole season, and he's a high school jock. 
And he looks over and he's just like, God damn, that bear makes me so mad. I hate that fucking cougar. <laughs> God, I'm just kind of going to level it, man. <laughs> that 1973 cardinal with teeth. Steam train coming through. <laughs> like, that's, that is great. And I bet they don't regret it at all, right? Just not at all. Like, I don't know. We probably would have lost that game anyway. And it felt great to deck a mascot because I know there are a few things that are universally true in this world. The joy that I would feel if I got a free and clear shot on any mascot in front of a crowd. Oh, that's a pop. Which, which mascot would you most want to spear? Um, let's see. And it is spearing, right? We're not going to waste this chance on a punch. No, we're going, it's, it's straight, it's straight, straight crown of the head. Right yeah, this, the this is, this yeah. is crown to crown action. No, flush, so you won't hurt yourself. Or yep, crown yep. to sternum, actually, because that feels like where the most padding is going to be. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do this because I respect him, and I think that he would be able to so – we'd set up a good spot in wrestling terms. Uh -huh. I think we would get a lot of good heat, and then I think we'd, we'd have a good payoff for the, the spot that we did. I, oh, so you would have the mascot in on this. Interesting. I, well, n only this mascot. Mm. Only this mascot, Goldie. Because, one oh, – yeah. Yeah, because he has, like, a big, stupid, smiling face, and that's important for mm. committing violence against the mascot. <laughs> He can't look like Sparty, like, I'm grimly committed to this act of choreographed violence. No, mm -hmm. I need a smile going down the whole way. So I think we could set up a good table spot, and I'd still mean it, right? It'd be like wrestling. It'd be real, but it'd also be real. Yeah, and he has wrestling experience. Yeah. He knows yeah. Brock Lesnar. He's wrestled during a game when he's bored. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going after Big Al because he's very, very puffy. This would be very safe for both of us, right? He wouldn't even notice. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. there's lots and lots of cushion and padding. It would be basically, it would be like a sock and bopper, right? Yeah. I like that. I also like the idea of spearing hairy dog into the bushes, right? Into the <laughs> into the hedges. Oh, man. That'd be spectacular. <laughs> you know which one they'd get madder about, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Be like, you hurt the bush. You we hurt can our... always get a new dog. <laughs> we do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Georgia fans, though, would really respect that because... Um, they'd be like, well, you hurt our hedges, but that was a good spot, man, and you bled. You'd have there was to color that. in this match. That was good. That was WCW great. I gave you 8 to 10 on the Goldberg scale. Yeah, you know, that was he good. He went here, by the way. He went here. He did. Yeah, he, he's our most, it's, it's him and Titus, right? The, those are the two UGA grads of note. Two people went to University of Georgia. Uh, Titus Burgess and uh, Goldberg. That's it. Those are your Nobel Prize winners. Congratulations. <laughs> Yep. I'm going to go see if either one of them is listed on UGA alumni's notable alumni page because I bet they're not. I'm sure Goldberg is. I bet Goldberg is. Goldberg, right. he's a fucking champ right now <laughs> at the age of 78. <laughs> Wait, Alton Brown went there? He did. And in fact, Alton Brown is a cameraman on REM's The One I Love video. Mm. That's how Athens he is. God, there really is just no REM fact that I find interesting. Including that one. Mm. I think I have that disease too, Holly. I think Goldberg is not Goldberg. Yeah, it's I am missing that chip. Yeah, I I'm was looking for Goldberg under entertainment, him. and he's not there or other athletes. That, that's because he's under statesman. You need to look under statesman. Um, that's where Goldberg is. They don't have Goldberg. That's embarrassing. They don't have Goldberg. Is he under business and entrepreneurship? There are all these drop-down menus. Science, technology, and innovation. Yes, the Goldberg Spear was an innovation. Yes, he innovated two moves. And and nowhere. Wow, UGA. Was Goldberg the first salt and pepper goatee in wrestling? 
I need an uh, investigation. Yeah, he's right up there. You forget yourself, University of Okay, government and education, last yeah, one. Yeah, that's WWE. He should be under there, at least in Georgia. Nothing. No? <sighs> Johnny fucking Isaacson's in there. Sonny Purdue's in there. Not my governor. Sonny. Sonny. Sonny Purdue. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, uh, eat shit, Georgia. Here's one from Jay Langdon, 76, was a Mustang mascot in middle school. So high school mascots was, that that was pretty rough. Now we're going down to middle school. Oh, God. Like, like the budget has, has, <laughs> has further. Well, also, what wealthy middle school did you go to where you had a costumed mascot? I don't know. I, 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 it... Northwestern. So <laughs> Northwestern Middle School. Yeah. Mm. No, university. <laughs> we have a school middle- paper and everything. I went, to, I, went to, I went to middle school at Northwestern. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody there. Yeah. They're, they're all, they're also fucking advanced placement. They all show up when they're 12. Yeah. Mm. Uh, caught a spiked volleyball in the mouth of the horse, which what? doubled as the eye hole. <laughs> <laughs> Crowd of 50 cheered while I was hiding a black eye under the costume. Just whap. Right in the mouth eye. If anyone asked where I got the black eye, I lied and said it was from hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, well Ooh. done. Well done. Is the funniest, by the way, Joey has a good story there, but is the funniest thing that a mascot can be doing underneath the suit, is it crying quietly? Because every time I imagine a mascot that I know crying quietly oh, underneath man, it. It's like all the tears are running down into your mouth. <laughs> And you can't wipe your face. And while the tears are running down your face, they're also collecting stuff from the inside of the mascot head. And that's going in your mouth, too. I was just more thinking, like, Albies out there, right? Yeah. Goofy, cartoonish Albie. Like, yay! And inside, they're like, no one knows how sad I am right now. Oh, God. That's also, like, the heartbreak. Oh, my God. Did you just explain Twitter? I did. (laughs) Twitter is Albie with somebody crying inside of it. I'll be in a ridiculous costume, like in a, like, you know, one of those special, special obbies. Well, know. listen, when uh, Obby's costumes are hit or miss, and he's no Goldie in that respect. However, ridiculous, sir. I'll, be, I'll be in the, like, the halo and the angelic robes. That's an Alzheimer. Sure. Sure. Crying Halloween Obby. <laughs> this is, my spirit animal is, actually, that's not my spirit animal. Uh, I'm going to get my... Mine from at Lally PB. <clears throat> Not me, but when I was at Boston College, they introduced Baldwin the Inflatable Eagle as a secondary mascot. <laughs> the first time the guy put it on in practice, the motor malfunctioned and the suit caught on fire. Fire Eagle! <laughs> like, there's a moment of five to ten seconds there when you the could football, have been an XFL mascot, right? When everybody's sitting there watching it, going, "This is so sick, dude." Okay, this we should put him rules. out. This is so awesome, dude. Our new mascot's so fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, how awesome would a mascot be if they set themselves on fire every time they took the field? Yeah. I'm not talking about I come out on a horse with a spear and I set part of the field on fire. No, I'm talking about. <laughs> Only setting part of the field on fire was for babies. It is. It is. Do you know what's? Do you know what's for men? Mm. Do you know what's for real warriors? I've never known what's for men. Setting yourself on fire every time you take the field for what? The glory of Boston College football. Yeah. yeah. This is why we got, just let Jackson Deville cook himself. <laughs> Jackson Deville is as close as an NFL mascot has ever come. 
to not only being a college mascot, but exceeding it. Because a college mascot, oh, they might set themselves on fire every now and then for fun. Only one mascot I know did it like every other week and then jumped, bungee jumped off of the light towers in Florida where lightning can strike like at any minute. And he did that every week. He's going to be an awesome fit for like London soccer hooligan culture. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, this bloke's, this bloke's proper mental. He's caught, didn't he? Huh? <laughs> there is another mascot story in here that feels like it should have resulted in electrical fire, but did not. And I feel like this belongs to Jason. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. So here come a few uh, more lengthy ones, but these are very good ones. Um, from Aaron Bickhart. Bicart could be one of those. Could be another. Who knows? Uh, I tried out for my high school's pep squad and didn't make the cut, but my friends did, and they persuaded our teacher to revive the old mascot an inflatable dragon suit so that i could have a role on the squad the suit was essentially a thick tarp shaped like a dragon powered by a car battery (laughs) (laughs) a car battery yeah this is uh what you wear to a boxing match when you want to have an excuse about losing it you you strap a car battery to yourself (laughs) um i wore the i strapped the car battery to my waist and collected via two little wires and clamps directly to a super-powered leaf blower, which I wore like a backpack to inflate the suit. This is so fucking jerry-rigged. <laughs> sure, sure. Fucking Rube Goldberg dragon. Inside, it smelled like old socks and sounded like a leaf blower running directly into your ears. My worst moment in the suit was during a football game when the Harlem Shake videos were like two weeks past their prime. The stadium played the Harlem Shake over the loudspeakers and the whole pep squad did the dance for the crowd. When the drop hit, I accidentally knocked the clamp off my car battery and had to slowly deflate under the ground as the funky beats and laughter echoed. Greatest achievement was that my parents were very proud of me for doing anything. And my mom keeps a framed photo of her and me in my suit on her wall. They discontinued the inflatable dragon after my one season. That's, that's leaving a fucking mark, man. <laughs> Burn the dragon to the ground. Never equal. Just imagine the suit, like that, that song playing in the suit. Just... <laughs> <laughs> When the beat drops, so does the dragon. <laughs> it, it is a hilarious yeah, moment. This, Matthew, they made a whole movie about Matthew McConaughey going inside a dragon and the dragon dies. So, like, I think Aaron is right up there with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Aaron's wasn't CGI, man. Yeah, yeah man. it was real. This is the real reign of fire. I'm going to assume. And he didn't have to interact with Christian Bale. I'm going to consider, by the way, the uh, I do want to point out, wearing a car battery around your waist is actually the most insane A teacher part had to come up with that idea. Yeah, just charge it up. Just put it right there. Oh, this is also... Our, Kids will love it. This is probably a time when they still had shop. This was a shop teacher this idea. Was a I, was shop. Thinking, I was thinking either a shop teacher or uh, this is like chem lab teacher who's like, let's try mm-hmm. some shit, you know? Or the yeah. football coach who also teaches health. Mm-hmm. Why don't we hand out sodium at the pep rallies? Kids yeah. need power. Batteries have power. Huh. <laughs> I should teach math, too. Also, Jesus Christ, having a car... My back hurts reading having a car battery strapped to my body. With a leaf blower pack on your back. (laughs) Like like your fucking rocket man. You could slip like two discs in two different directions. I'm really worried about you at that point spontaneously combusting and opening up a portal to another universe if you have a leaf blower (laughs) and a car battery on your person. I'm not sure I'd make it onto the car. That's a superhero origin story. You got a fucking entire power loop on your body. Like, yeah. <laughs> they call me the dragon. 
<laughs> it's all right. I'm sure the fabric was the fabric was flame retardant. So <laughs> yeah, it was a tarp. So he was just in there cooking. Just, <laughs> he steals in all the heat. All right, I've been waiting to tell this one. Oh yeah. You ever see one of those story prompts where? You know, like, tell a perfect story in just two sentences, and you're like, fuck you, book Twitter. And then you see one, and you're like, oh, mm. I kind of get it. All right, I'm going to tell a story in two sentences. My mom managed a big dog sportswear in the early 2000s. I was in middle school at the time. There, that's it. That's the whole story. There's a mascot story, but right here, you have you have two sentences that put you directly in a time and place that was like no other time and place in American history. Suck it, Charles Dickens. This is our Dan Carlin moment. This is there is, anything, is, is there any more specificity of place and time within three words than big dog shirts? There's a better one later, but you're going to get to it. There's, I mean, there's an accent. There's something that makes it even richer later on. In, later on in my story? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. They had a mascot version of the dog <laughs> that the I dog. wore that I wore at events in the mall. I don't remember this mascot. Uh, they had a mascot version of the dog that I wore at events in the mall because I thought it was fun and my mom liked free child labor. This is from Zach uh, Michelli. Michelli. Anyway, Governor Schwarzenegger was coming to the mall. So I was told to get in the dog costume so I could go drum up some business. Uh, he's he's alighting a little bit here, but I gather that the notion is there will be crowds at the mall because the governator is at the mall. And so Zach is told to don the dog costume and drag in. Uh, and drag. Now, Spencer, I remember what the dog looked like. I don't remember the mascot of the dog. Thank you. He's like showing me pictures of the big dog. Did you show, did, Spencer, did you Google dog? I think he did because there's a lot of different dogs here. I do this. I've lost the tab with my story. Thank you. Anyway, you're ruining the flow of our best story with your big dog. All right. Arnold Schwarzenegger was coming to the mall. Zach was told to get in the dog costume so he could go drum up some business when we last left our hero. We returned to Zach, high fiving and hugging people and wandering around, and he sees a big dude in blue. He approaches with his arms outstretched and he backs up. And because of the mascot's head's limited vision, I can't see that he's also moving one hand. I feel a yank, and I hear mom hissing in my ear, that's a cop! I look again and see his hand on his gun. I sheepishly waved and booked it the hell away from him. On the bright side, I get a brief glimpse of Arnold through the meshy eyes. And that's the story of how I, at age 13 or so, Almost got shot by a cop while in a big dog mascot costume. God, that's perfect. What is the... <clears throat> what alarmed this cop so? Like, is the dog just that aggressive and badass that just the mere sight of it is threatening? Did you know what he thought? Do you know why he did it? Because... He thought, but I'm a cop. Cop, no. I'm a cop, cop. No, he, he, he thought deep in his heart, he realized he couldn't run with the big dogs. Mm -hmm. And that he needed to stay on the porch. I yeah. So much. He said that dog is far too badass to live. I I saw the shirt. It spoke a truth to me, and I wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. 
Also, the Governor Schwarzenegger part is great because I just imagine this isn't like Sacramento. Are you imagining this like that Jean-Claude hockey movie? Because that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> I'm seeing like a Sum 41 What video. is the Jean-Claude hockey movie? <laughs> uh, that would be... Sudden Death? Yes, Sudden Death. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Like I'm imagining... Steve Zahn is wearing that dog costume. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people like listening to like Blink-182 in this scene. Hey! I mean, it says early 2000s. Yeah. So, uh, Sorry, that was Jimmy World. That was. Hey! That's your fault. Are we out of mascot sounds stories? Like, sounds like we're ending on, hey! Yeah. Oh, God! Hey. Let's do that. Do to these poor people what you did to Twitter. Hey! That was a paltry crop that I think we made into a pretty good show. I think, it was, I think the thing about this one is very specific. You yeah, know? it's so... Yeah. I do appreciate that we did not get a lot of people saying, I wasn't a mascot, but here's a completely unrelated story involving a dog. There was a lot of people tagging their friends, you know? Because, like... Yeah. Like, everyone has had a kitchen disaster, but only a select few. <laughs> and they've all heard it, because they're like, yeah, it was wearing a mascot costume at the time. It's really fucked up. Which yeah, yeah. Actually... They're all like, hey, like, they're all tagging the same, the same poor asshole. If we're going to keep disasters going as a thing, we should actually think of more of these that are niche, because we're going to run out of calendar holidays. Yeah. As opposed to, well, I mean, we could do holiday disasters every year. They'll make new ones. All right, I will upload well, this. This year, we have uh, the thing we're going to try with, like, states. Mm -hmm. so that'll be fun i like this